Earlier this month, Joe Biden was declared the winner of the 2020 presidential election. This news came almost a week after the election due to the coronavirus pandemic and the difficulties that it posed for counting votes in all their forms because of the limited resources provided to states. Immediately following this announcement, President-elect Joe Biden and his running mate Kamala Harris began to make announcements of their historic win in United States history as Harris became the first woman and woman of color elected into the White House. After four years of a turbulent and blatantly abusive relationship with this presidency, 79.7 million Americans, myself included, cheered for this win and celebrated what we hope to be a new era in U.S. politics. The current president of the United States and Republican nominee for the presidency, Donald Trump, refuted any claims of this defeat, however. With 73.7 million votes to his name, Trump has made multiple claims that he did not lose, but rather is the victim of a gigantic interstate scheme for election fraud in the name of diluting Republican votes. Until earlier this week, he hadn't even admitted to losing the election while constantly tweeting about how he, quote, won the election big time, unquote. Through this, he has gathered a surprising amount of support behind claims of a fraudulent election with virtually no evidence to support it. While some Republicans have come out pleading with Trump to simply concede the election and save face, the Republican National Convention has backed the statement of fraudulent cases by asserting that Trump won by a landslide, which is simply untrue. Before even looking into the numerous lawsuits filed by Trump's lawyers in various states like Nevada, Georgia, and Pennsylvania, which have since been dismissed by their respective courts, the case for a fraudulent election is superseded by the excessive loss on the part of President Trump. Joe Biden exceeded the necessary amount of electoral votes by 36 points after having flipped Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona, and Wisconsin, which had all supported Trump back in 2016. He then managed to also lose the popular vote by an astounding 6 million votes. The main question many people are asking under these claims of fraudulence is how a case of fraud on such a massive scale as this goes undetected and why Democrats wouldn't have made the choice to flip the Senate if they were going to cheat anyways. That's because it definitively is not the cause of Biden's victory and Trump's subsequent loss. After weeks spent recounting votes in Georgia, Biden's lead only diminished by 2,000 votes, with a big enough margin of victory that the recount was completely obsolete. The numerous lawsuits that Trump has been responsible for have gone nowhere in aiding his claims of fraudulent behavior, and all they've done is convince a frightening percentage of the U.S. population into believing that the electoral system does not work. While I agree that the electoral system is flawed in many ways, those flaws were in practice when Trump won against Hillary Clinton in 2016 and all the years before. The highly contested mail-in ballots were not responsible for any kind of fraud that hasn't existed, and not counting them as valid votes would have been an unbelievable abuse of power, especially considering the global circumstances under which they were cast. 
a record-breaking 65 million ballots were the result of absentee voting due to the deadly virus that has disrupted life as we know it in so many ways these past months. Bernie Sanders in late October, along with fellow Democrats, predicted that Trump would use mail-in ballots as a way to refute a loss, and he was right. Despite the failure of all his assertions of fraud in the court of law, Trump and many of his dedicated supporters are demanding recount after recount and refusing to accept the results of this election as they have been announced by the Associated Press. In Pennsylvania this past week, Rudy Giuliani went in front of a federal court judge and delivered an astoundingly baseless argument of voter fraud, pleading with the judge to declare that Pennsylvania's votes actually should go to Trump. While these state-by-state suits and appeals will continue, it is improbable to assume that they will go anywhere. As Trump's term comes to an end, however, it begs the question of what happens next. How long will Trump be able to keep ignoring his loss, and how will the transition of power take place once that time comes? Like I mentioned in my last podcast about the elections in Tigray, Ethiopia, democracy is an unstable system that functions only as long as the society it upholds functions. When the president refutes a loss and spreads massive levels of misinformation to corroborate his story, well, that's just a terrifying threat to an already fragile system.